We're hey, live. everybody. Hey, everyone. What's up? So, you know, it's your boy, Juan, JJ. Terrence. I'm Jackson. Yeah. And this is our guest for today. Yeah. The man of biology. Yeah. So, so what, 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 would you, what would you say your official title is, Jackson? Official what would you call title. yourself, dude? I'm a PhD student who focuses on evolution in animals that have larval and adult stages. There you go. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. We, we, I don't we know lo- if we went into any of that today, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we brought him on as the evolutionary yeah. uh, specialist. We kind of pushed Jackson's limits today by <laughs> yeah. asking him questions a little bit Unrelated outside of his field. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he's our bio guy, so yeah, we yeah. went to him. But, Ta- um, we talked a little bit about your experience in Japan, right? Yeah. Um, we talked about some uh, Tinder, of oh, course. Dating, yeah, yeah, Tinder date, dating would, and would, biology. Would, yeah, yeah. Try to tie that in. And yeah. Then, what else did we talk about? Jackson, do you remember... A little bit of capitalism. Yeah, a little oh, yeah, bit of capitalism. Tie, well, we tied that into growth. population growth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That, was, that was kind of cool. Yeah, so there's some interesting topics in there yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess, um, guys, make sure to subscribe to our channel. Mm-hmm. Also, leave us a comment, a like, and a, and a um, share. Give us a share. Yeah, yeah. And uh, also, uh, follow us on Twitter. So we're at Eigenbros on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, yeah, Doing um, numbers on that. Jackson, you want to plug anything? Yeah. No. <laughs> no Twitter. I don't have anything to plug. Okay. All okay. Right, all right. Well, stay tuned, guys. It's going to be a good episode. So uh, check us out. Yeah. Three, two, one, and we're live. Yes, indeed. Welcome. Welcome to a uh, new episode of Eigen Bro Z. <laughs> No, the best intro was the one that was like the yeah, the rock the dragon. Yeah, yeah, there you go, rock the dragon. On the last episode of Dragon Balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit was hard, huh? Yeah, yeah. The solo was epic. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and then had a badass intro with the guy like tearing through the plane and whatnot. What? You remember um the bald guy, Krillin? No, the big. Big beefy bald guy who was in um, Vegeta's gang. Oh, Nappa. Nappa. Yeah, Nappa. He was tearing through the airplane. It was badass. I don't remember that one. I just remember <laughs> the one where Goku's riding, uh, running on the dragon. Yeah, mm. it was yeah, like yeah. A, it was like a cut of a bunch of oh, different okay, intense okay, like okay. scenes. Yeah. I see. Okay, good. To yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Dragon Ball Z big. for people with a life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure, dude. Everyone in our gener- age group has seen Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, they have. Yeah, yeah. but some people watch this who aren't in our age group. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, I guess The thing so. is, even if they didn't watch Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Z is by far and large the most widespread um, Anim- anime, anime right? ever. If you're American, like, for well, sure. Well, if you're Japanese, too. When I was in Japan, like, it was Legit. Dragon Ball Z everywhere. Damn. And they had some weird, they had some more stuff, like, I saw Final Fantasy VI stuff. I heard some music from it playing. That game came out in, like, 1994. <laughs> but, and you will never hear about that in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, Dragon Ball Z was still a lot, a lot of places when I was in Japan. I Man. see. How was Japan? Is are there Gundams there and shit? <laughs> like Man, Japan, they, they have a big Gundam though, right? They do. But the thing is, in Japan, is that as a gaijin, um, <laughs> who actually wait, 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 for people that don't know, what's a can you define what a gaijin is? foreigner? Ringo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gaijin. Yeah. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah. Gaijin, ninja, yaro. ninja gaijin. Gaijin yaro. So jin means like person man or something so if i want to say i'm american i say like you know like i say watashi wa mary conjun des that means i'm american no yes mm. okay and uh jackson's been that japanese game yeah huh? dude yeah, so my best friend he knows japanese he's married to a japanese woman so i actually went with him 
And so we kind of got the ins and out of Japan. We got into a lot of mm-hmm. places we normally wouldn't be able to get into as Gaijin because he knew Japanese mm-hmm. and because he had uh, he had like connections out there. What were some of the places you got in? So we went to clubs that normally we probably wouldn't be able to get into. <laughs> Damn. Is uh, it so a club? Like, wink club? club wink, 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 wink. wink. No. no. Shrug. But there was Shrug. also, um, there's this thing called, a, I think it was a kabakura. Where, um you pretty much will pay some money to have like an hour to talk to some very attractive women. Like oh, I've heard women. of these. Oh, yeah, that sounds and like so, the dumbest shit I've ever so heard of. I, and I agreed. I agreed. But I was like, we were at a... When in Rome, right? We were hanging out with his wife's... Some person related to his wife. And we were uh, sitting down there. And then he actually took us to one free of charge. And I was like, well, sure. Let's go ahead. Well, yeah, dude. And my friend's sitting there. I mean, it wasn't his the the woman wasn't his wife at the time, so he was still talking with some of the some of the uh, women in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he he was allowed to do that. But I was in there. I was like, man, I don't know Japanese because it's a place <laughs> that normally wouldn't take Gaijin. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm sitting there, awkward as hell, with a Japanese model, tear looking woman, trying to speak to me with some like language Google Translate oh, thing in the no, app. Dude. Awkward as hell. When I'm watching my friend and this dude over there, like having the time of their life laughing, laughing. with Japanese women sitting on his lap and everything. I'm over here awkward as hell. Just like, did you, so did you just get the translator and say sucky sucky? And then, <laughs> oh my God. No. I'm, oh my goodness. I don't even know. Because I was drinking. I was, yeah. I was, I got drunk a lot in Jaws in Japan. I was drinking. I was like, man, I can't even focus. Like I'm just you, looking around just like, man. You, you just started naming Japanese companies. Sony. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Toshiba. 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 No, you know what? Uh, I've, a lot of them thought it was funny because I actually tried to say some things, which yeah. is hilarious because, you know, a lot of people say, oh, going to Japan, you're so xenophobic. And that's true. But as a black male in America, I'm used to that sort of shit. <laughs> so I'm used to not being around. Uh, but maybe not to that level. Like not openly. Well, no, when the Japanese people looked at me, like they, when they, I felt as though most of the time outside of Rapongi, where they had a lot of Nigerians and they thought mm-hmm. I was Nigerian, they didn't pick me up in the Taz most of the time. Um, I didn't feel as though they treated me any different from like regular white people out there for the most part, except for a few occasions. Mm. So, was it like a sense of wonder, like, whoa, or is it like enough exposure where it's just like, oh, they already have a misconception, I guess, misconceptions of like, you know, the just from looking at the color of your skin, where they, they just like, weren't like most people didn't even look at me really. Oh shit! That many people oh, were. So they paint. were just. It wasn't like spectacle. So when I hear about wait, so that, is that is that like from prejudice or is it just like a, a sort of like oh you're a foreigner and you're also like this? I think that they pretty much did that to most people. They're just out there yeah. working, living. It's like imagine if you were in Los Angeles, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you saw a bunch of Chinese tourists. You're not going to be like, oh my god. But, a person. but the <laughs> yeah. thing is, you're not exposed to that often. The Japanese? I'm saying, let's imagine that, um, I don't know, I saw a group of Native Americans. Yes. Then I'm stopping, and I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? Actual Native Americans. Yeah, like, yeah, actual Native Americans, I'm going to stop and be like, what in is headdress the hell? and everything. Well, yeah. well, the thing is, I think that, you know, there's if this was the 1930s, I bet you would see that. Because we actually went to World War II Museum, and they had... A lot of times, they people people didn't see what white people looked like. They didn't know what white people looked like. Yeah. So yeah. oftentimes, they would only hear about this from other people. They would say they had horns, and they're all big like ogres because <laughs> they're taller than average. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, if you actually go to the World War II Museum, before a lot of Japanese people saw 
Europeans and white people. They would just have like teeth coming out and everything. Oh, the <laughs> fucked up teeth. The yeah, white the, devil. The, 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 the demon <laughs> teeth. So we actually saw that. But nowadays, there's a lot of music. Like when I was out there, they were playing music that was American. Mm. You can watch TV shows from America. Yeah. Um, if you watch any anime, pretty much every anime nowadays has a black person because True. they're because they know we exist. I actually was sp- talked to a Japanese woman who actually was a fan of the Pistons. Wow. The Detroit Pistons. She's, what the hell? She's <laughs> yeah, a fan that's of the random. Pistons and she was out there uh forgot where we were. We went to Nagoya, Kyoto, Osaka, and Tokyo. My friend hates Tokyo, so we went to other places and stayed there longer, but she was a fan of the Pistons. So they <laughs> definitely random. know what black is definitely know what black people look and sound like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, shoot, the only black American who's probably safe to go to North Korea is Dennis Rodman. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the only American who can just walk into Korea unabated. True, right. North true. Korea. Yeah, yeah, true, true. He's like an ambassador. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> being famous. Like. That is random as hell. Why Dennis Rodman involve people? I mean, shoot, they even have basketball. They have basketball anime now. True, oh, true. I, yeah. No way they don't know yeah, that yeah. black people pretty much dominate basketball. They go to yeah, Olympics yeah. all the time. They've been running and seeing black people all the time. It's not like this is it's a, I'm the first black person they've mm. ever seen. That's true. I, and they have a real one player that just made the draft. Just kind of sports talk a little bit. But uh, a, a fucking... A black Japanese basketball player that, like, he's elite. Like, he's elite level. He's very talented. And uh, I think his, his name is Roy Hakimura, I want to say. And it's like, yeah, so they definitely know because it's like, yeah, he's like, the guy's like, I'm Japanese. Yeah, like, they actually mm. call us Kokojin out there sometimes. What does that mean? Kokojin, black man. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> like Coco. I, oh, okay. I, I like that. Spell. Chocolate <laughs> man. Yeah, that's, Chocolate that's what man. I figure. But I've heard them calling Coco Gin. They also have like the ver- they actually have a version of like the N word ish thing. Well, but, I know Chinese. Their N word is Black Ghost. Black Ghost. Yeah, I was like, that's kind of that's, that's kind of hard. Like, yeah, that's, kinda, <laughs> it's like shadows, Shadow Man. Like, I'm, I'm yeah, black, black Ghost. Like, like that Black Ghost. That sounds like a name like you choose as your gamer tag. It's right. Like, yeah, or like uh, maybe like a pseudo rap name. You know. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah, yeah. rap name. There's or, Ghostface. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That is kind of hard. (laughs) Yeah, goes, but I I don't know what. I I wish I could like phone a friend right now. I think it's like Carambo, but I don't know what that means. Okay, isn't that the name of a? But but coming from a, I was like, isn't that the name of a fucking pastry and? Oh no, I'm thinking bimbo or something. Bimbos, like, yeah, bimbo bread. That's I was way like Carambo. It was like Carambo. Why does it sound is, familiar? The thing is, if a Japanese person calls me, it, it doesn't have the store context that the actual N word does. So I don't care, you know. Right. Like right. I just kind of think it's funny because, like, yeah, cause, yeah, yeah. Because the like, thing is, yeah, my initials, my initials are JAP, so I've been using. It. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's you're true. You like huh? you just write your initials down? You're like what? <laughs> so, Which, actually, uh, you know Trevor Noah, hmm? the comedian Trevor Noah. Yes. He had a uh, special on Netflix where he kind of talked about that, where like he came to America and somebody called him the N word, but it didn't phase him because like in his culture, there is no N word. It's a different word. He's from South America, South South Africa. Africa. Yeah. Yeah. So they had some other word and he was like, it didn't feel like anything to him because, you know, he has no context of it. So. When you're outside of your own culture, you don't really care what the slur is because it doesn't affect yeah. you. And the thing yeah. is, I think it has to do with the historical context of well, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. You call me that here in America, but like a bunch of white guys call me that while I'm out there in Sob Choppy at Crawfordville, I'm going to be worried. Yeah, be worried. Yeah, like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, okay, wow, you know, these 
people still might want to hold down the south and yeah they yeah, yeah. Might say that it's time to change things back to how things used to be yeah, i'll be yeah, scared yeah. if i see a random japanese person who gets mad at me for getting all the girls to look at me while i'm in the club i don't care <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't care, you know yeah but uh it's it, gonna laugh it off and usually. even yeah. and even if someone denies me to go into like a restaurant or something and he calls me that i'm like well it doesn't it doesn't carry the same weight yeah yeah because historically like my family has never been called it I have I've been yeah. called those things, but I haven't been like called it by these people in this way. Yeah, yeah. Right. There's no history of like black slave chattel slavery in, in Japan. Japan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So it's all fresh and new. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking it's it's a, it's very nuanced. I heard that like um in Japan they actually do this like you were cause you were saying like you get to sit down and talk to like like you have you get to have like a nice package experience with like Real these people. young ladies right oh oh but like everything is everything the package is, seems kind of lacking to me well <laughs> well, well i just heard every i heard everything is so commercialized like like almost everything is a transaction you know mm. like you don't pay like like you can pay to have a dog for instance like yeah you can pay to like have a family and or stuff or shit yeah. like that yes, dude you can Did pay you to go on dates with people they actually Actually, women out in Japan actually will pay to go on dates with like the male, you know, the like those male models with the yeah. wispy hair and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. They actually had advertisements for that a lot of places, dude. So they could braid their hair later so, or something. So did you, did you jump on Tinder while you were there? No, you just like no. no. <laughs> well, because because there, I I remember seeing a study about how like apparently Asian men score like the least desirability on like what is that the T Tinder on, on, on every uh, like yeah, and also so like it, they say at the bottom it goes. I, if I recall correctly, at the bottom, Asian men, then second worst is black females, then second, then third worst is black males. What about uh, Indian? Indians count within Asian in that. Oh, okay. yeah, they're kind of lumped into they're the still Asian. Okay, yeah. and they also include Pacific Islanders. There, mm. you know? So and black males are low. Yeah, dude. I'm actually shocked by that. <laughs> we do. We, don't, we yeah, keep I telling you the statistics on this. We're not <laughs> bullshitting you. <laughs> you can look at. That's because we spit that game in real life, bro. <laughs> no, it's because there's still a lot of racism and colorism in America. And black people are seen as violent because that's how we're typecasting and portrayed. That's true. Like the... even, even then with Power, right? Power is one of the most popular black shows right now. And what does the main character do? I don't know. I don't know. I don't watch the show, so Me I either. can tell I watch you. TV. He's basically was in the drug game and kills people a lot. Is that 50 Cent's show? That's 50 Cent's show. Oh, okay. oh 50 okay. Cent's in it? 50 Cent was in he, it, yes. Yeah. Well, I think he's the showrunner or something. He, like he's that. one oh. of the producers and yeah, he was yeah. an actor and he also produced one of the song, or the intro song for the show. So you can just, find me in the club. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So, so you were, let's go back to Tinder though. Yeah. So Jackson, we wanted to ask you specifically about Tinder, man. Um, what, what, um, what can you tell us about, um, why girls always choose the um let's see highest tier males from an ecological standpoint so from well hold on hold on can i pause real quick sure i want to interject before we get started on yes. this yeah. i heard that there was um th there's this thing where they they actually there's an algorithm that already offsets kind of who's who you who sees you yeah. So to kind of map you a little bit to your your perceived uh, how do you say it? league? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the algorithm puts you in in these tiers, so to say. Like, so you you only match with people that are you're probably higher likely to match. 
Mm. So you really don't see the larger pool of people. Yep. Yeah. Tin already got but rid take of into that, that con- into consideration. I don't I know see. if they, they got rid of yeah. that or not. But. So, I mean, you're asking me something that people have been thinking about a lot, especially in mating systems, sexual selection, sort of evolutionary questions about why you said why women want top tier men is like men want top tier women too. But, um, I think that, but women more so. Okay. Yeah. I mean, or at least they, they are way more picky. Well, I think they're, well, cause they're the selectors, right? Well, yeah. And I think there's, I think there's been some arguments about that. And mind you, there's been a lot more that we knew that we've researched. Mm. We, as in not me, cause I study invertebrates, but, People who study sexual selection know that there's way more to this. But basically... Jackson, get that mic close to you. Sorry. Yeah, one of the arguments is that, um, at least in humans and other mammals closely related to humans, males can produce sperm pretty much throughout their entire lives. And men can theoretically get an infinite number of women pregnant. Whereas with women, they can only get pregnant by one man at a given point in time. From an evolutionary standpoint, your fitness is pretty much how well you can pass on your genes to the next generation. So if you are a male, you can try to go for a numbers game. You can just impregnate as many females as possible and say, well, I'm out of here. Eventually, one of these guys is going to make it. But if you're a female, you can only... It takes a huge toll on your body. You have to go through pregnancy. You can't get pregnant during that. You have to be very careful. You have to change your diet. Um, you're going through hormonal hormonal changes, and the 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 childbirth process can be very taxing. I mean, if you look back in the 1800s, people women were dying from uh, childbirth. Yeah, yeah. So many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't make any sense. I mean, it didn't make sense because you're losing so much blood and it's ripping. Through your your, yeah, yeah, yeah. your your pelvis. Yeah. So basically, um, the idea is that you want to make sure that you choose high-quality mates because that might ensure that the few offspring you can have have a high chance of survival. So if I was trying to maximize my fitness, I would try to choose one that had high resources and looked like he had good genes so that my offspring could probably make it because I can maybe do maybe... 15 of these things before my equipment goes dry, you know, mm-hmm. or before it's too damaging. I mean, nowadays, most women only have what, what two or three kids anyway. At most. Yeah. I think. Well, it yeah. is in, my, in America. It's like actually 1.9 right, or right. something like that on average. But basically, you want to choose a high quality mate so that you can ensure the, or you can increase the likelihood that your offspring is going to make it. I see. Now, my question is, that's, that all makes sense. But, um, what actually drives that? Is it purely a hormonal thing or is there something deeper in there that we can analyze? I bet that um I bet that society has a lot to do with it as well. Because- but you would but it sounds more like it's from what you're saying it sounds like a biological thing and it sounds like something that a lot of animal species do. So let's try to take society out of the equation. Okay. What do you think is uh, the inherent driver is it strictly from hormones or is it something else i don't think um i don't think it's strictly hormones i don't actually know so there's no good are. is there do you know if there's any like um hypothesis on why yeah there's there's tons of hypotheses why rearing environment um 
if you are in a certain environment where you're watching certain things happen, the norm of that society could affect how you actually um, see things. So, like what things are of sexual value, right? Yeah, what things are of value. Um, but this sounds all sociological. And this, but what I'm telling you is that um, rearing environment is part of, can influence someone's biology and how they think. Like the, um, the psychology that has to do with your brain, the psychiatry that is involved with that sort of stuff, is that still not part of biology? I guess so. So we're talking about those sorts of things. I feel as though there probably is going to be innate drive deep down inside to desire something over another. But I think that a lot of what we see with people's preferences, it's mostly given to us by society. Mm -hmm. For example, you always hear about- Oh, sure, the preferences themselves yes. make sense. So for example, you hear about women like guys who have high status. You hear that spoken about a lot of times. Now, how do you determine if someone has high status? Right, it's yeah. whatever the society deems high status. Yes, whatever society deems high status. Yeah. And if that makes it so that your happy hormones go off when you see someone who fits those criteria, whether that's money, whether that's being a leader in the environment, where mm -hmm. that means they can beat up more people than the others, mm -hmm. even though back in the day, human beings probably didn't have currency for a very long time, they probably still made choices to choose partners based off of some sort of metric of status, whether you can get the most protection, whether you can build the most, maybe you had the most territory, I don't yeah. know. I would imagine you can kind of make a generalized, um, a generalized, um, what could you say, metric for status, and I think maybe you could call it survivability. Because let's say back in the days, when we didn't have currency or any like infrastructure, industry, or agriculture, or anything. Like 180,000 years ago, yeah. Huh? Like 180,000, <laughs> maybe like 10,000 years ago they had Sure. That. Let's, and then it would be the person who is the strongest physically, you know, who Maybe. could be the best hunter or something. Maybe. Um, but nowadays it would be the better, you have better survivability if you have money because you, you can buy, you know, whatever you want, whatever you need to survive. Yeah. Well, in America, money pretty much is, pretty much money is power. And if you look at most societies in the world, you find that um, polygyny or having multiple wives is much more common than polyandry where you have multiple male partners. So mm. um, I do think that there is some way to say, okay, what is status? It definitely depends on what society values. In America, it's money. In some other places, it might be the fact that you're a leader in your community. Like you hear about pastors always divorcing their wives and yeah. getting yeah, yeah. with the people who are in their, uh, their audience. Yeah. That's not uncommon. They did it for Jesus. <laughs> you hear about yeah, them going yeah, to the, yeah. going to the marriage counseling, and mind you, the unlicensed marriage counselors most of the time they end up making someone get a divorce, and next thing you know, they're married them two weeks later. <laughs> but um, oh, that's shady. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, it's that water. Yeah, sorry. It depends on what society says. Yeah, like that's survive because you were saying like you wanted you wanted to make a metric for like survivability. But even then, but if that's you look but that's filtered in the lens of you know like like Jackson is saying, it's, fil it's filtered into the lens of through society and time and stuff like that. So that's obviously the dynamic variable, but you're saying like the fundamental core driver is survivability. Yeah. Survivability. I'm trying to find a general way to put it so that you can... But it's still, at I, the end of the day, interpreted through the 
cultures, value systems, and whatnot. Right? Sure. But, but the thing is, when you think about survivability, fitness does not have to do with. Is a, is a common misconception to think that fitness is very tied to um, like how long you live. Obviously, the longer you live, the more you can reproduce. Yeah. yeah there should be some correlation, right? There should be some correlation, but at the same time, you could live 98 years. Oh, but you ain't fucking at 98. But if you have no offspring, you essentially have zero fitness. If you have zero offspring and yeah. you lived 180 years, it doesn't matter. You have less fitness than a kid who burned out at 16 and died in a car crash, but had eight children mm. from five different women. Yeah, right. imagining the function... And how would the function look? <laughs> so when you're a kid, you don't get laid at all. So Jesus. it's kind of like, it's going to be like some some flat line. And it's going to be like a Dirac Delta when you get older. And then... Ideally, it's... And then a, it's going to no, be no, like... No, no. A, it's a normal gonna, curve, dude. It's just, you know... It's, gotta, a normal it's, distribution? it's probably a normal distribution. Of what? Like, of your fitness. Most most human most most if you look at the trajectory of a human life or most species, I imagine it's like a normal a distribution. A normal distribution. Yeah, I imagine it's a normal distribution. Where I think it's you're like probably the frequency right. is higher at some age, and you peak, yeah. and then you just trail off. Yeah, let's go yeah. with that. And and the thing is, um, you also have to remember that in humans and in tons of other animals, there is a risk. There's a huge risk to having. A ton of offspring sometimes. Sometimes if you have too many offspring as a human being, you can't take care of them, not even yourself. Yeah, child support. Child dude. support is a big thing. <laughs> a lot of, and the thing is, um, if you look at more impoverished and poor countries with mm-hmm. low education, you see much more childbirth there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Because they're workers. Yeah, that's kind of interesting, well, right? Well, I mean, it's, I think it makes complete sense. If you Ex- were, Explain to me. I don't, I don't see it. Because if I was in the middle of some South American jungle, mm-hmm back in 1800 BC, we might have not have had the level of healthcare that we currently have. And so the likelihood of a child dying, because child, because mm. early, early, um, early life illness. stages yeah, yeah. has a very high mortality. I see. You can't defend yourself. You're a lot, you're very susceptible. You mm. have no, pretty much no immune system. Um, I would have been dead. Would you have been dead? I would have been dead. My eyesight yeah. sucks. Uh, I had aller- I, I had every allergy in the book. <laughs> Most of us probably would have been dead. Yeah. And so um, child you know, death was really high. I mean, if you look at tons of places in Africa to this day, it's still very high. But um, And then if you look at more developed countries, it's very low because if you have to work, if you actually work more because you can actually find more um, mm. uniform, not uniform, what am I trying to say? Basically, find consistent work. Where you right, know right. there should be consistent hours and stuff that require right, right, right. things. You say that you want to put more resources into your offspring instead of just trying to have as many as possible. I don't know. So it's like quality versus quantity. Because if, right? if I was out there, I'm like, man, I don't know. I know that 70% of all children are going to die in this place. I want to have at least 10 so I can have right. at least three that make it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I um, mean, when you look at insects, when you look at sons of marine invertebrates, where they have a lot of mortality and they don't take care of their offspring or they can't take care of their offspring, you see a lot more offspring being born. They lay thousands, if not in some animals, millions of eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Whereas if you look at mammals where they actually have milk and they take care of their offspring, they don't lay eggs. They will sit there and take care of them. They'll teach them. They'll feed them. It's birds as well. You see far fewer 
offspring being born. Mm-hmm. So you think love? Do you think that love connection between offspring and and like in mammals, right? You think that's definitely an evolutionary thing, right? There's no way it can't be like a like a, love a mechanism. Connection? Yeah, like a yeah. Connection between like a, a connection between your um between a parent and its offspring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, didn't what did you ask again? No, like it, it definitely had it definitely had to be an evolutionary thing. Like it came out of. Like, yeah, it's obviously more favorable, right? Like, right, because if they didn't love the child, then it's yeah. either going to die or it's going to get but, lucky by surviving. No, but I'm yeah. saying there are species like that, like Jackson was saying. It was like, yeah, yeah, I, I, don't, game. I don't know if I want to use the term love because I feel as though love in general has a very vague and because it's so very vague, bad definition. Oh, right. yeah. So actually, in Latin, there's like five different versions of love. The yeah, word love. Yeah. And so when we say love, we're talking about familial love, or we're talking about right. intimate love, or we're talking right. about love for one's nation, yeah. love for oneself, mm-hmm. those sorts of things. Like you, you, like I mean, yeah, you won't look at yourself and get your heart beating when you see yourself in the mirror. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, <laughs> I do. I mean, in, in, a, in a way, I guess you could look at yourself in the mirror and say, "Please, I like you because you take care of me." But, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still, yeah. Um, I don't know if I want to say it's love. You know, like if a lion takes care of its cub, or a bear sees its cub in danger and attacks a person attacking its cub. Well, bears eat their own cubs. Some of them. A lot of the males will kill cubs from other males. Well, even the females will eat their cubs sometimes. I, I think don't, if they can't feed them or something. I can't. I don't doubt it. At least that's what I learned on Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> well, it makes sense. A lot of animals will do that. They'll eat their, they'll eat the offspring, and maybe it's not. Maybe they realize like they don't have enough resources right now. Yeah, they need yeah. food or something. And mm. when producing a, producing another individual, it's very taxing, very yeah. energetic, yeah, and, yeah, uh, costly. So you yeah. just got to think about it because if you look at most mammals, even mm-hmm. humans included, we were we lose we're very inefficient. Yeah, as biological machines, most of our energy is lost in heat, mm-hmm. and now trying to um, consolidate that into tissue is difficult. Um, and now imagine trying to do that while at the same time contributing to the growth of another human being in general. <laughs> right. There's a reason why we don't yeah. pop out human beings that are fully grown. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, right. Interesting, interesting. So, how do we? How do you beat Tinder? How do you? What do you mean? How, how do, do you, you win? How do you win the game? How do you win the game? What do you mean by win? How do you win? Uh, get a lot of matches. How do you get the yeah, matches? How do you, how do you up your um, percentage? Uh, pay. Asking pay for a friend. Oh, pay Tinder. Pay Tinder first. Oh, because so then you, they give you a better algorithm. So you can have your super likes, better algorithm. Get mm. your special things. We could. Uh, oh, I, I got. I got to ask you. Do you ever super like anyone? I don't have man. I got off those apps. Well, um, when you did it, did you super like? No, I didn't want to give him the satisfaction. Yeah, I think it's the <laughs> dumbest idea ever. And what I did, I used super likes. Is that like back? They had them back in the day. Like I think it's been around for a while. It's been around for a while. Yeah, super because, like is gives um makes him too cocky. Definitely super liked, but it didn't work. Yeah, yeah I, bad, I got it's super, a bad call. I got super liked one time, and she let me know it was an accident. I think it, <laughs> oh. I think it always should be an accident. Man, yeah, I, I don't know. I just never did because I'm like, you know, if I have to go as far as saying, hey, I super, super like you, you're probably getting tons of these things. Yeah. And, you know, I get one a day and it's probably... Or puts, it puts them on a pedestal. When the thing is like, I think that it's all right to praise somebody for how they look or what they are, right? But what I don't like about the super likes is that I know it's essentially meaningless mm. because... 
because I mean, with a lot of women, they have a lot of um, they have a lot of likes on Tinder. I mean, if I go, if you, if I took my sister's profile pictures and I swiped right on everything, I probably matched like eighty percent of them. There's some mm -hmm. guys who just go there and just swipe right on everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas most women tend to be a lot more saying, I'm a lot more choosy about who they decide to swipe on, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the right. thing is, if if I didn't match, if I can't match with this woman with a regular like. <laughs> then a super like isn't gonna make her say oh well he super likes me <laughs> that actually is make, gonna make me give him a yeah, chance true i, I think because i'm thinking like a guy probably yeah because it's yeah. like low numbers it's like <laughs> no you know, if a chick super likes me that's like one in like a billion yeah yeah dude, dude, <laughs> that's dude, what i promise you make, if you make a fake profile of yeah. like your sister or your, your a female friend of yours. Yeah, yeah. Or use the face app and do the gender swap. Right. Yeah, right. yeah that works yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. And then be, become depressed. Yeah. yeah. And then you'll be you'll be you'll be quickly surprised how thirsty and how direct these can be. In fact, I'll tell you one thing. I remember one of my friends, he was telling me how he felt lonely, he felt bad, he felt no one could like like him or whatever, right? And I was like, You're saying nobody? He said, Yeah, nobody. I was like, You're wrong. Go download Grinder now. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, he did it. And within 12 minutes, he had about 20 likes <laughs> and like Jesus seven Christ. messages. I was like, That's awesome. I told him, I'm like, dude, if you Gay ever. dudes are I'm reckless, like, it's bro. Like, it's because I'm, I'm telling, telling <laughs> you, like, the dynamics, guys, the dynamics for this is different. But, you know, when it's sometimes if you are um, desired by men. And things are a lot different. We're this is a different world, <laughs> and I just accept it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're fucking wolves. Well, I'm not even that. It's like, it's like I don't know. Dudes get stupid. Like, like hey, 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 hey. They like, you know, the shotgun method. Some guys say, oh, you know, even if I do everything properly, I might not get a match. I'm just gonna yeah, shotgun yeah. method everyone I see. You know, mm, it's yeah. for a lot of guys. They say, well, I'm not quite picky in the current level of horniness I'm on. So yeah, let's yeah. do this. Yeah, and then some guys say, "Oh man, like me." I was like, "Okay, well, this is humbling." I, I now, yeah, I, yeah. Now I know where I kind of I have a better idea where I stand in the world. Well, also the thing that about twin, Tinder is it's very. Um, oh I feel God. like the matches that you get are not really representative of what you can get in real life. No, no, not at all. Because at it's all. like it's like disproportionately low compared to real life, depending on what you look like. Yeah. Because if you're very much a cookie cutter type person and you have you know, a, high, a good um, yeah. traditional level of attractiveness, then I think your numbers will be inflated. But loca location yeah. is also important too. Yes. Yeah, that's true. But as like, well. Is it location or vocation? L location. location. Vocation too. I mean, but like it's because I've, I've had different going to different cities and trying this shit. Like I saw such a huge disparity of like, true. Like if like for, I think you were the one who told me you're like, dude, here I, it's, it's I'm, the dating pool here is very slim. Mm. Well, yeah, for me, like, yeah. so I'm from Southern California, and coming out here, where the majority of the women are on Tinder that I've seen mm. are white sorority girls around here. And mind you, I might just need to increase the age or something. <laughs> are like yeah. white sorority girls out here and everything? And I had yeah, like, yeah. like twenty to like thirty-five or something. Yeah, I can tell you, I've had zero matches with white women since I moved out here. But in California, it was different. I could get yeah, matches. Yeah. And it didn't seem like there's, obviously I matched more with black females than anything else, but yeah. everything else seemed to be kind of uniform, you know? Right, yeah. right. Dude, I was driving up here to to, uh, to once, just earlier, and um, I just saw these uh, sorority girls walking, yeah, and yeah. it was like being in the Matrix. You know the glitch <laughs> in the scene when the cat walks twice? 
Mm. I swore I passed like three intersections and I thought I saw the same group the same of girls group walking. Because they also, it is <laughs> they like, all wear yeah. the same uniform. It's kind of weird. They try to go for the same look. I mean, they yeah, do. It's well, like they also oh, look for this. They also are looking for a type of guy, right? Because yeah. yes, I think yes, you need exactly. to fit that mold. They need to fit that mold, and I mean that's why I, don't, I really don't like fraternity. I'll just get to that. Yeah, they're terrible. I don't like fraternities, or I don't like Greek life in general. It doesn't matter where it's at. It doesn't matter if it's white, black, sorority, fraternity. Yeah. Heck, I was part of the Tri Beta Biological Society, and I didn't like that. That's not. Oh, like you didn't. No. Well, so, Society of Physics students, uh, Sigma Pi Sigma was cool. Yeah, I, I imagine it is, but like maybe it's just because my chapter didn't do anything. Oh. But, um, but they, but I still paid to get in. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I just don't like it. I'm like, you know, it's like, like you guys yeah, just want to have breeds people game. that all are the same. And you're supposed to be from this. You're supposed to be the certain type of person, right? Like, yeah. for example, I was at uh, you know, they didn't have, they don't really have HBCUs or, you know, in California. And I mean, they they had Cap at Christmas at USC every now and then. I think they and like my uh, my friend's brother's an Alpha, but he went to Channel Islands or East Bay or something in the Bay Area. But it doesn't have nearly as much of a presence as it does here in the South. And mm -hmm. I didn't know that until I moved out here. Mm -hmm. And when I went to get my haircut, someone was telling me how, um, you know, there was a stereotype for uh, AKAs versus Deltas. Yeah. And I was like, I don't even know what that, I don't even, first of all, I don't know. It's black fraternities oh, okay, and sorority. Okay. Well, that's yeah. sororities. Sororities. Yeah, yeah. And basically, what I, as far as I can tell, AKAs have a stereotype of being like more light-skinned, uh, longer girly girls yeah girly girls okay. kind of weaker then i guess like deltas were stereotyped as like the darker women who had much more natural hair who might have been a little more ratchet and a lot yeah. stronger and stuff i i didn't even know that was a thing really <laughs> like, yeah and and i mean i and that's been ingrained in sons of people like my barber said that it only dissolved maybe back in 2012 where he was at it and that fan, he was oh, been sure. around for how long so yeah. that means that they're going yeah. over a hundred years of having this dynamic mm. or whenever Founders Day was for them, mm. like 1902 mm. or whatever. Yeah, that shit so. was still prevalent even when I was in school. Like you could tell who was fraternity was, who was in what fraternity just by looking at them. Mm -hmm. And I can't go, I, if I go, like if I do certain hand signs, right? Like like this or something, is this Kappa or something? I don't, I don't know. know. But I thought that was a white nationalist. But basically, like in California, in yeah. California, at least my friend group and a lot of people in California that I know kind of think it's a joke because we're like, you have a boys club, and honestly, fraternities, there's no point when there's gangs there. You don't have to pay to join a gang. <laughs> right, right. If you join for brotherhood, uh, you pay with your life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you join for brotherhood or solidarity, you can find that in a gang, and I think that's one of the reasons why there's not as big of a black frat presence out in California, personally. And but also, the people going to college aren't gangsters. Of course, no, no, no. But yeah, yeah, that that makes sense. Obviously, they're not gangsters. But I, mean, I did know a lot of women whose boyfriends were still like doing shit back in, in college. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, wow. dude, like one of my freshman year. <laughs> I could be a thug in no. college. No, 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 no. I, hey, no, dog, I'm, no, I'm gonna I'm, go study real quick. No, I'm saying, no, I'm saying that their girl. I'm saying that their girlfriends, their girlfriends were in college, but their boyfriend was still back thugging out oh. and then a lot of my friends still like kind of grew up around that like one of my one of my best friends pretty much everyone around him was a crip and mm. so he knew about the sort of stuff like i remember i said i was around one of his friends and i said something and then the guy got he told me like watch my words even though that other guy wasn't even in a gang he's just been so used to that you know, environment. When my friends, he whenever he texts, he never ends anything with a CK. He always like if he says fuck, it's F U C C because he does because that's an insult to Crips if you put C K. Wait, why K? Killer, after C, Crip killer. 
Oh, so, um, God, they got too much time. Yeah. So the thing is, like, you learn <laughs> Find about something this. better to do. Exactly. And, exactly. And so the thing is, like, you you meet people who are who are in college and who are educated, who still kind of have that culture and behavior about them. Mm. And I think that that's very interesting. But I knew people who were like came who came from gangs who went in there, and I knew people who were, like were still trying to steal and stuff. Yeah. Can you imagine like writing a like some like a thug a thug guy like going up to like the professional level? And he does a PhD. He it, yeah, he's yeah. a PhD, but he doesn't like he doesn't end words in CK. He's like, oh no, yeah. he's, he's, he's get out of it. It's usually like they. they, they I'm use, playing around. With he's writing papers and shit. Yeah. But here's the thing. But I wanted to t- I wanted to make a parallel for it. So you know, out here in the South, right, where they actually have like parades and huge, um, huge things. Like people are talking about fraternities, Greek life right, right, when they're right. in high school, middle school, even. You know, like if you have a family member, yeah, you pretty much if you're a male and you have a Grand, uh, yeah, if your father was in something, you're yeah, expected yeah, yeah. almost to do it, right? Yeah, you're primed like, for this. To do frat? To, to yeah, go into yeah. the same one, at least. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. how I had. My dad's in the fraternity. Which one? He, Kappa. Oh, God. I'm like, these motherfuckers are so soft. I can't <laughs> join this shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. We, I couldn't do it, bro. Yeah, my, my grandfather, oh, apparently, funny. I found out, my grandfather was ashamed. My grandparents were, were ashamed that they actually joined Greeks. And they never told any of the grandchildren until recently. They were ashamed. That's how my great grandfather was. Yes, he, was he used to have. He used to be a Q dog. Ashamed? What was the shame come from? Because it's like you're kind of like a kid who, <laughs> you know, it's it's like their wild side. My great grandfather is like this super straight edge, just like professional guy. Okay, right. He's a he's he's an engineer who became a doctor. Okay, and he has an Omega tattooed on his. Oh, did, shit. Did he have the tattoo or the brand? The brand. The, oh, oh, the shit. brand. Okay, like, that's you, how you, you know you're if, a wild boy, If anyone boy, takes a hot iron to my yeah. skin, I'm... Yeah. I'm fading them. Like I don't care. Like, they said. They said. Oh, you want to be part of this thing? You got to get branded like a fucking slave or a piece of, or a cattle. Jesus. Like this is exactly what we try not to do. And the and thing is, black people a lot of times keloid too. So it yeah, we keloid easily. The, yeah, yeah, we very. We keloid. I keloid. So I know that, and I'm pretty sure my family, most of them, probably does, except for my mom. What the fuck is keloid? It's so a keloid is like when you burn scar. yourself. The scar raises. Oh, so it's okay. really yeah, yeah, noticeable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You no, know, yeah. black people tend to be very smooth, shiny skin as well. Mm. So yeah, my my great grandfather had that, and he was so embarrassed by it. Yeah, my grandfather, <laughs> my grandpa, my grandmother died without even telling us she was AKA. Damn. I just found out during my cousin's wedding because my cousin's now wife was an AKA, and mm-hmm. like they they you know they stroll, you know they you know we already knew not to get in the way. I found out that you're not supposed to get in the way, and that they'll attack you if you're in their if you're in their way before. Yeah. But basically, his wife had this AKA ritual thing. That was like mad strange to me. They uh <laughs> they got in a circle with the wife in the middle and they started like singing the AKA song or whatever, right? Yeah. Like young members who were her friends and older members. I was just like, this is this is like a cult, man. Like, <laughs> they start putting I, on hoods. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, she was yeah, in the yeah. middle, like they're like channeling some spirit into her of the great AKA demon or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the and the black uh fraternities do the stepping. I hate that shit. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> like the thing is, like I was at a, I was. It's at a, cool when people are good at it, but I'm like, I wouldn't want to like be forced to do it. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to be forced to bear yeah. witness to it. I was in um, I was at some party at US near USC, and apparently it was a frat party, and I was there pretty much alone. I came there with some people, but um, I forgot how I got separated from them. But they start, they start like everyone started moving out of the way, and I'm standing here, and then like. 
they start strolling. They're like pushing people out of the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are already standing there for like ten minutes? Yeah. Mm. I'm thinking to myself like, you know, I understand if it's one thing if they like get in your way on purpose, but if they, you can't snake around them. Like, why are they automatically supposed to like be beneath you and move out of the way as if you're? Well, they're a group. They're a united group, so they can do that kind of shit. They can stomp you out if you try to say they otherwise. can, but you're you're shoving women out of the way who are standing there in hills because you decided that you you wanted to go and do your your conga line at this moment. <laughs> I think they're badass, I guess. But at the same time, like they, I heard they start they were like trademarking moves, so someone started getting on Chris Brown for doing some sort of dance. I'm just like, uh, I don't even know what the shit is, man. Well, here's the thing: dabbing. You know how we do dabbing all the time now. <laughs> My fucking parents and anybody who has who has relatives in the black fraternities have been dabbing since like the seventies. Yeah, dude, that shit like, is old as hell. Dude, I'm like, why you, are we doing that now? I can find you old speed racer drawings of people dabbing. Yeah, because dab like think, Power Rangers have been dabbing since yeah, in yeah, every yeah. single season. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah dude. The last time they transform, they go like this. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fucking the Ginyu, Ginyu Force. Shit. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, dab, yeah, like they call that dabbing recently, but that that pose where you put your arm like that—that's ancient, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like ninja pose. But Black Fraternity's <laughs> definitely invented that. I, <laughs> yeah. I think. Probably, man. I'm going Hotep mode. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. Hostile Hoteps, man. No, honestly, I think though it's easy enough to you could do tons of places. And the thing is, if, if I dab and uh, Bunch of bunch of people from a frat trying to find me. I'm just got to fight back. Like I'm 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 not gonna I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna stop doing it because you guys in your little boys club get upset <laughs> that I didn't get paddled or branded enough to get in. <laughs> or no no what did they have to do too? I think yeah and that paddling shit I gotta talk about that. No, <laughs> is that not the gayest thing? <laughs> There's some homoerotic stuff with frats no, that no, I can't get beat. Were, were you the one who was telling me about the egg thing? Egg? Where they actually had to swap like egg yolk by mouth with oh, each other? No. God. See, this is why I, <laughs> I can't do it, man. I can't do that, dude. I get you trying to do brotherhood, but exactly. this is beyond brotherhood. Why do I have to suffer and be very uncomfortable to be with you? Yeah. I think the idea is that you you instill trauma or or you do something that like that like you can all like you can't tell anybody that you guys did. Yeah. You know what I'm which saying? Because it, it'll embarrass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which makes it even more. Like, Remember, so, bro. Remember, so, bro, you can't tell anyone. Yeah, yeah. So there are very few things. There are We're very taking few this things. to the grave. No, for real. I think I think that's why there's a level of shame there where it's like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about my, my days. Well, this, like, this is my conspiracy. I thought yeah. that they did this with frats originally so that you can have when people get in high positions of power, yeah. you can have them you oh, basically leverage. Do, yeah, you have leverage over them now oh. because then they have dirt on you, and they could say, "Oh, like, we you don't want to fund." Yeah, you don't yeah. want to fund my political campaign. Well, I'll just tell about how we swapped <laughs> eggs together. <laughs> that's very yeah, true. I think man. it's like an old shit that gives you leverage. Because I'm like, what is the purpose behind yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, it's very true. But the thing is, like, I, you know, I think that there is something to be said about that trauma thing, because. Um, you know, when people go to people go to war and stuff, usually yeah, they yeah, come yeah. back and they're really good friends with who they're, who they're with. I think suffering through things together yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. breeds camaraderie. I mean, when you think about when human society is probably trying to was trying to form, um, yeah. people probably said, "Hey, man, that's a big ass line right there." <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I don't know if we can fight all four of us. One of us, yeah. no way we can fight. Them. Maybe all four of us, you know. Right. And so I think that common fears and common enemies, obviously makes it easy for people to join groups with each other yeah yeah right right my honestly the reason why the reason why one of my best friends um and i became friends is because our roommate was driving us to go get some groceries 
and he was looking at his phone while driving and trying to show off his dad's BMW. Oh, and he fuck. almost killed us. Jesus. He would try to accelerate. He would go up and accelerate onto the ramp, oh, to the ramp at 70 God. miles an hour. <laughs> and, um, I'd be like, let me at this fucking car. Yeah. Well, that's what we like. We looked at each other in the backseat, like, dude, like, and I was trying to tell him, hey, hey, man, don't you want to uh, let uh, let let her, like, his, like, the girl who was in the car, his girlfriend. I'm like, hey, why don't, why don't she just choose the music and why don't you just tell her? Yeah, what song yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or why would I call an Uber? Yeah, dude, that was, like, let me this fucking that was car, before man. Uber was like big and stuff. Oh, this is like oh, 2011, dude. 2012, 2011. Yeah, yeah some people's driving man. That's just... how you end up like Kevin Hart, dude. Did you hear about? Oh that yeah, he. <laughs> um, that's what happened to his, him and his friends and shit. Yeah, severe spinal injuries, right? Something like that. Okay, but you know, what? I want to kind of get back. I want to backtrack. <laughs> yeah, back yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you seem to be opinionated on Tinder about these dating apps in general. Me? Yes. You seem to have. Yeah, some I have an opinion. Some questions. Not super it. opinion, though. Okay, because you were asking me about you know why do women like want the highest tier men mm-hmm. stuff. So I was curious about. Excuse me. With what I've given you, what have I spoken to you about? Like, does that change anything you think about like Tinder, or is it just like okay, there it is? No, it's of, pretty much um, the same. The same uh, perception I've had. It's a it's a it's a new. Um, like false framework of thinking that you're going to be able to match with people. Yeah. It gives you the illusion that you have more options, but actually it limits you even more, I think. I think that the paradox of choice does a lot for people. Yeah, I think that's true, because true as well. Because the paradox of choice means that, you know, the more choices you have, the harder it is to mm-hmm. make a choice. Mm-hmm. You go into Walmart and there are three um, video games there that you can purchase, all three different genres. It's easy to make a choice which one you want. Yeah. You go in there and there's like eight different games for every genre. It's very difficult to determine if you made the right one. You gotta go right. you gotta go and do your research. You gotta go look at reviews. You gotta say, okay, which reviewer do I trust? You have to go and do tons of different things until you think that you actually made a right choice. And that could actually limit your ability to make a choice in general. And in in lots of cases, if you don't make a choice quickly enough, you could just lose the ability to make any choice at all. Mm. So I right. think that Tinder kind of breeds that. Tinder and all these other dating apps breed that because you always think to my, you always think to yourself, huh, why would I make an attempt or try with this human being when I can always find something better and chase right. the perfect one that you can't ever actually acquire? And to go further to what you said about in real life, I think in real life that kind of dissolves because if you go into a club, there's like 80, 80 men, 80 women inside there, right? There's not like a thousand. And I, I've... I've gotten the numbers of women who I knew would never, ever, 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 ever swipe on me. Oh yeah. If I was on Tinder and stuff, and yeah, because yeah. you can't, you can't get body language. You, there's not a group of you. But Tinder, you don't even get like. For, you, at least for me, Tinder, there's like girls who I'm like, I wouldn't even approach her in real life. That won't even swipe on me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. There, there's some women. There's some. There's some people on there who say I wouldn't even give you a chance in real life, but yeah, they exactly. wouldn't swipe on you anyway because yeah, it's yeah. Tinder. And so, and everyone feels as though they can find the person for them. And right. um, I, I really think that you know, without showing like body language, group dynamics means a lot when it comes to attraction. You know, if you're sit, if you're if you look good, but you're just sitting there in the corner like <laughs> the entire time <laughs> yeah, not talking with shit. anyone else yeah. in the group, we could be the um, the deep brooding mysterious guy. Yeah, but if you look like. <laughs> You know, sad, yeah. Oh, I see. Sad, puppy dog eyes. and Sad puppy, scared. I want to yeah, go yeah. back to mommy's basement. <laughs> yeah. you know, look in your eyes the yeah. entire time. That's Something. an oddly specific look. Like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, 
I'm not gonna say any names, but I'm just gonna say I think, I think it's safe to say. But there's someone in my department. I'm the like, man, this dude. I, I hate to use punch words, but I use I use the word I knew about Chad and the whole Chad me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Up. And so like you know before they even had the pictures of what a Chad was and Giga Chad and all that stuff. <laughs> Chad, versus, Chad versus uh, Chad versus a virgin, virgin whatever. Yeah. Before that, yeah. you know, Chad was still kind of a thing. Yeah. And I actually knew a guy. Yeah, it's like a British fucking slang word, right? It's like a chav. chav. That's oh, C-H-A-V. Chav. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, okay. Like I'm, I'm mixing trailer things. Trailer trash up. or like trash <laughs> British person. Right, right. So um, a Chad, you could, you could, God, what am I even talking about? Why do I even bring up Chad? <laughs> so I knew about that. It's before. someone in your apartment. Yeah, so You're someone like, in my department me. pretty much yeah. has like the jaw. That dude has like the the brow ridge where it's like the like the positive the negative cantle tilt or whatever that is supposed to be you know all this lookism shit yeah people yeah, talk yeah. about say oh this is why you don't get any girls right yeah you know? yeah, 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 yeah. you're not the chat properly huh? he has all that but that dude is so awkward and he's like quiet and stuff but yeah, like yeah. when you see his profile picture if he had like a haircut or something you'd be like. Chiseled. Chiseled, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he's a giga Chad, huh? <laughs> not, not giga, not giga. He's, he's okay. a, he has very strong Chad genetics, but it's not his personality, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not him. He's got like a nerdy persona. Yeah. Well, I'm, I don't want to say this because I don't want to give anything away, but basically he's not a Chad yeah, personality-wise. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's that kind is. of what the kind of the problem for me, at least at the time when I was on Tinder, it was very like, I'm kind of a nerdy guy. I'm, I'm very, uh, it's hard for me to really be strip myself down to a level where it's very basic yeah it is so i'm hard. like I'm well, you also don't want to either right because no, then it's cause not you kind of yeah because you kind of peel back a little yeah. bit so i mean yeah you kind of peel off a little bit of your personality there and i was a, i would get dates but i'd be too fucking weird for, <laughs> for people that were there like i would match with chicks and it'd be because you're all you'd be awkward the first time well because like my network of things that i know is very specific to like I'm around a lot of scientists and you pick yeah. up on the, you don't realize this, but you pick up on the mannerisms and weird yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're just like, and you just talking to somebody like, a, I'm a, I hate to say it this way, but a civilian, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Those normies. Yeah, yeah. You can't you know, possibly understand. They can't, it's kind of hard for them to really realize like where you're at. Like, you're in an all male field. With a bunch of dudes who probably have never even seen a vagina in real life. <laughs> <laughs> or, wait, or, aren't you in that same field? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or just it, don't interact with the opposite sex a lot. And like your head, you're, you're always in your head and like it's yeah. hard to talk to people. And yeah. I'm sure this happens for females too because like there are a lot of people, there are a lot of females in the program that I know of that kind of fall in the same loop. Like where you just kind of caught in this like nerdy box or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. And I think too that... um happens in a lot of aspects of our lives like we are affected by a group and like the reason why i didn't want to separate the group dynamics from biology because literally they found biological effects of groups on people like your hormones changes mm. um they actually found that i think i think guys produce faster swimming or more sperm per like per volume of semen when they actually see other guys around a group of females they want or something in humans so hmm. it does the group you're around will affect right they're inextricably biology. linked they are linked like because human beings are grouped animals if we did not have group dynamics human beings would not survive right um yeah. you see tigers tigers no one's there's nothing gonna, that's gonna fuck with the tiger on land so it doesn't really need a group i got a question yeah why um do girls periods link up I, that's dude, a I don't myth, know. bro. I think that's is a, that myth. a myth. I think is it really? We can ask a girl. We have a girl. Because, like, okay, like, literally, you know, I was, 
literally I know people who have like these apps where they know when their period's gonna show up. Yeah, yeah. And I don't I don't know if their period Do you even know if it's true or no? I'd be I have a hunch I know that's that, not your area, but I have a hunch that it's false, but I don't know. I can't yeah, I mean, I grew up in a house full of women, and uh, I can sort of, there might be days where something is linked up, but I think maybe it's more linked to like, okay, because it's called the moon cycle. I think it might, there, yeah. I think there might be a, more of a case where it's like, a, uh, where it follows a lunar calendar thing instead of like, you link up with. But why would it even follow that? I don't know, man. Women have a specific tie to nature, dude. I don't, I don't know, dude. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, dude, we're not, we're not, I don't know. We're not reproductive biologists. <laughs> and even then, I think that a lot of guys are just ignorant on that to begin with. Like, you yeah. ask me, why does it always happen? My mother, my sister, you know, I live with them, but I didn't know when my mom was on her period. I didn't yeah, want to yeah, know. Like, I didn't know my sister was on her period. I didn't want to know, you know? Yeah, yeah, and when yeah. I did know, it seemed as though they were not at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen them overlap. I don't know, dude. Okay, why does yeah. it why does it last like 8 days? I don't know. You know what? We need to we need to make friends with like sorority girls or something and ask them cuz then they would know. Oh, they live god. Together. oh god. Yeah, cuz they all live together in <laughs> well, the I mean, house. They all, they're all trying to be as like genetically similar or like <laughs> right, they're like similar. artificially making their periods the same <laughs> they are, surgery they injecting <laughs> hormones they, they take hormones yeah. they're like we are now so one so they sync up yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. sync up they have to stay the period off and activate it yeah, when you're right. cause I think that's the only way to really match up you'd have to take like uh, hormones to like match up with people <laughs> I yeah. just imagine like sorority girls are actually like this crime fighting force and they're like they like do this for a specific reason like Period force activate. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, well, I, actually, I I had a friend at a long time ago. She was telling me that men are actually in their on their periods ev- all, the, all time. the time. I've heard that as well. Yeah. Men are on their periods all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does that mean? They're saying that they have like I think they said that men always have a period, but it like fluctuates on yeah. a daily cycle as opposed to a monthly cycle. Yeah, yeah. What does that even mean, though? You have different levels of hormones at different times of the day. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So your and, testosterone peaks at a certain time, and like you mm. know, you I sound like women just trying to say that they're not crazy. Well, dude, I mean, <laughs> people been studying a lot of this for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, at first when I heard that, I was like, yeah, because you had like a med- emotionally dysfunctional relationship previously. But um, <laughs> but now, but then I started thinking about, I was like, yeah, you know, we're constantly producing, um, we're pro- constantly producing sperm. All the time, um, that requires you know, a certain level of hormone. Mm-hmm. Like you literally need to have like a certain fat level, a certain amount of hormone concentrated yeah, yeah, in yeah. order to produce it. If you have too much estrogen, I think you stop producing it, and that we we do know it's in our bodies. So yeah. I really don't. That this is like literally my worst part. I yeah. don't know anything about. <laughs> Sorry, Jackson. I know we're like, but, but we can we're, dispel- we're going in an area that's not his field. So yeah, yeah. but we're using we're using. We, I think we're kind of using logic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things that we know to try to get at. If, and the thing is, like, don't be afraid to be afraid to be wrong because you could always qualify your statements with, "I'm, I'm just I'm not an expert." Um, I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm just. Um, what can you say? Like, um, I'm not sure. That's what I say. Like, I'm yeah. not sure, but I think I'm not sure either. Yeah, I'm not sure at all. Yeah, but um, yeah, but I've I've heard it been said, and like, I mean, we know for yeah. a fact, right? Like, men and women both produce testosterone and estrogen. Yeah. And whatever at certain 
at certain levels, right? But, right. Uh, but yeah, I was. I, I think. I think what she was trying to say was that, like, you know, we we like to think that men are more stable. Uh, but she. Exactly. That's stoic. what I say. It sounds like women trying to no, pass no, the but she was saying, saying she was saying no because men men can be more emotional sometimes because they can be like you know those dudes that are like super aggressive, right? Yeah. Like, it sounds like fake female news. No, no, no. But I'm like, <laughs> I, but I mean, like, I guess I'm like, I guess that's kind of right, like, because there are those dudes. Even guys look at those. Some of those guys that are very emotional and like low very low threshold for anger. Yeah. Oh, like they just snap on the Yeah, on yeah. Dime. We look at that and we're like, whoa, like that's too much. You know? And it is, I mean, we know that males are just more violent than females. Oh, anyway. yeah, yeah. Statistically, yeah. Statistically. And the thing is like, but if you look at it like a dog that's in heat, a, do- a female dog that's in heat can be a very aggressive animal. Mm. Yeah, but, my uh, cat, I think my cat gets like that too. She's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah, they do start making weird ass noises. It's yeah, fucking weird, like they, man. They also get way more belligerent, um, mm. and so, so that's why men. I are think them? it has to do with like the, maybe the fluctuation in the interesting the hormones or something. But yeah, I, I mean, yes, males go through that all the time. It can make mm. sense. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, men are more likely to be reckless, make stupid decisions, violence. They kill people more often. Mm. Men are on their periods all the time, bro. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> Confirmed. Yeah. Nah, but uh, you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Nah, Rigorous I, science channel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, nah, um, dude, I actually saw some really cool shit. Because I, I, one time we were talking about like, I don't know if you were, if it was you and me, but I, I was like, did anybody ever witness, um, like the 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 origin of a new species or seeing a new species develop because uh i saw something about some researchers went to like an island in the galapagos and they saw uh no the bird species yeah yeah did you hear about this um a long time ago though where the birds have different beaks now yeah but then but then one bird from like a island adjacent made his way over from a storm or something and oh it wasn't real no, it wasn't originally from there, but they saw that bird through the span of 40 years. They call it rapid evolution or something, mm. where they see this species come like yeah. just so out of nowhere. So you're saying of. that, um, you're saying that has, they actually notice when a species has arisen. Because a lot of people question evolution, right? And yeah. And this is like, this is one of those clear examples of like, oh, this is evolution in action. Like, you know, we see right. the species from outside of the island. This Damn, how rapid, how, how does a rapid, is this a real thing, Jackson, rapid evolution? Well, evolution can, can progress at several different rates. And some species have certain traits that can evolve more rapidly than others, which is actually what I'm doing. But within time scales of a, a normal human lifetime? Definitely, yeah. Look at, wow. look at cichlids in Africa. Uh, cichlids in Africa, we see that, um, for example, there's this one species of cichlid um, that actually eats the scales off a of fish. What is a cichlid, by a the cichlid's way? Cichlid's a fish. Okay. Or it's like, yeah, cichlid's a fish, and it and it lives in a bunch of places, and it's a very very quickly evolving animal for some reason. I don't know why, but it is. But basically, what happens is that um, there's this one that specializes in eat, eating the scales off a of fish, and because it eats the scale off a of fish, it tries to swim next to the. 
position. Mm -hmm. These fish, these cichlids, have evolved so that their mouths go like this. Get that mic close to your uh, Sorry. face. Their mouths go like this and go over to one yeah, side. Yeah. So that they can swim adjacent, uh, parallel to the fish while still eating the scales oh, shit. off of it. The fish okay. obviously start defending that side of their body more often than the other side. Mm. And the fish that had their mouths on this direction couldn't really eat as eat as much. And the fitness dropped as a result. Mm. The same species start evolving to have their mouth go to the other side <laughs> rapidly in order to make take advantage of the changed behaviors in the fish that mm. it, that had scales they were eating. Right, and so there are tons of examples. I mean, you people can evolve um, bacteria very quickly. Flies, you can evolve fly wings very quickly. Mm -hmm. um, I remember there was a study I read for in Advanced Evolution about them running some um, some bacteria cultures for sixty thousand generations. <laughs> wow, damn! There hasn't been sixty thousand generations of humans. Damn! If we look at the average human generation, let's say the average human generation is twenty five years, right? Twenty five years. And we say that human beings have been around for 200,000 years. Mm -hmm. That means that human beings have had less than 10,000 mm -hmm. Gen uh, generations. 10,000 generations yeah, yeah, yeah. since human beings were recognized as a species, Homo sapiens. Wow. Yeah. And so now we ran this thing for over six times as long as human beings. That's because they have shorter well. lifespans. Yeah, the flies, and they yeah. reproduce much more quickly. I mean, it was a bacteria. Oh, bacteria, my bad. Yeah, and so they notice tons of... Tons but is, of that, is that even long of a generation for a bacteria? 60,000 generations? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Definitely, because... So the number of generation is... Let me think of how to say this. The number is high. Like, it's significant no matter what if it's a high number. As in, you're going to see some kind of significant evolution as long as the number of generations is high enough across all species. I wouldn't say that. Not necessarily. Okay. So you hear about people talking about um, sharks and crocodilians are living fossils, mm -hmm. sea lacans are living yeah. fossils, because they haven't changed in a very long time. We find fossil evidence of them 20 million years ago, and morphologically, it's very similar to the specimens we have currently. Mm -hmm. Um. Mm. Just because they've had a very long time doesn't mean they're going to evolve. For evolution to take place, there needs to be several different things. I see. And there's several different ways evolution can take place. So like could you have um, a species that evolves a lot in like a very short amount of generations? Yeah. Okay. Probably like the cichlids. So then is there any significance to the generation number? Well, when you actually figure out the rate of change. Uh, of that particular yeah, species. For that spe for that for a trait. Oh, okay. Within the species. Yeah. You could actually, we use delta Z. So in evolution, we use Z for for uh, for trait value. Okay. We use Z bar for mean trait value within okay. a population. Okay, let's try to keep the and, math as low as possible. Can, and basically, delta Z bar tells us how much of a change we expect in a population in a given trait across a single generation. Okay. And so you can toss in a bunch of weird calculus to figure it out mm -hmm. but um, or predict it. And within the field of qualitative genetics, you can actually predict how much something will change in a certain generation. Wow. And there are several factors that can influence this. One of which is how much genetic variance there is for that trait. And another is how strong selection is on that trait. So if you have a lot of genetic variance, mm -hmm. and that means that you know within that population, there's a lot of variability with that trait mm -hmm. genetically. And then there's also a lot of selection on it. You can see huge amounts of change within a single generation. Mm. Now, if there's yeah. not that much, it might it's because 
just progressed very, 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 very slowly. Right. And um, my whole dissertation is based around how it's important to look at multiple life stages with this sort of stuff. And there have been there has been literature published on how how basically that rate of evolution could tell us if a, a population and a species is going to survive climate change. Now, let me ask you this. Yeah. When species evolve, we know that DNA has like some kind of marker, right? When they, when you mean? So let's say this: if a if a species evolves, let's say a bird, mm-hmm. like we were talking about earlier with bird beaks, the bird, let's say, has a large beak and then it evolves to have a small beak. Yes. Is there genetic information left over about them having the large beak? So if we go into the genome, and they evolved to have small beaks, you said. Yeah. Is there genetic information suggesting that they use out large beaks? Yes. So I guess in functional genomics, you could probably figure that out. But I think that there are ways to determine that. If you already, if you know that, because you've seen phylogenies before, those family tree things. Yeah, yeah. Where it says like, you know, you see all the way at the bottom, like a plant, and then you see might see like a, um, some sort of chordate. Then you see like chimps, then you see humans and stuff. This is the progr- the path of progression. Not necessarily. Okay. So phylogenies. We just see about- like a trait, a a. a, a- a map of traits. You, see, you can no. use traits for that, but yeah, yeah, usually yeah. most people use genetics. And I don't trust traits for it for the most part. So if you actually look at phylogenies, P-H-Y-L-O-G-E-N-Y. It kind of gives you an information of what species is more closely related to another. And it doesn't say the path of progression because path of progression suggests that you know you came from chimpanzees, whereas the phylogeny tells you that you and chimpanzees chimpanzees shared a common ancestor more recently than you shared a common ancestor with like a flower right doesn't mean that you came from a flower but you've also we've talked about this in private before phylogeny charts or tables yeah and you've told me that they actually were wrong when you learned them initially yeah so within within biology usually how they teach phylogeny that they say okay look at all these traits which ones do you think are more closely related to each other than others? And that's historically how phylogenies were constructed in order to measure relatedness. And it works. Mm. It works kind of well. It worked kind of well. You know, if I go and I find a chimpanzee, say, well, chimpanzee and a human being share more traits than a chimpanzee, or I mean, than a human and a worm, they're mm. probably more closely related to each other. That works. However, convergent evolution where yeah. similar environments can make certain body plans arise between unrelated species throws that into a loop. For example, if I got the thelacine, you know, the Tasmanian or whatever what do you call it, Tasmanian tiger or the mm-hmm. devil. Though the Tasmanian devil is a uh, is still alive, but the thelacine is this, uh it was this predator that lived over with all the other marsupials. It is a marsupial, but it kind of had these it kind of looked like a a cat Right, okay. right. It kind of looked like um, a predatory cat or, or dog or something. If I were to look at the traits between that and like a weasel or a wolf, I might say this thing is more closely related than it is to a wombat, but it's more closely related to a wombat because they're both marsupials. Mm. But? But basically, um, they taught us these morphological traits. And I mean, they taught us how to use these morphological traits to make phylogenies. But essentially, everyone already understands that genetic information is a lot more informative 
tells you a lot more stuff. You can find a lot of animals that look exactly alike that are actually two different species. For example, the species I worked on in my undergraduate was was excuse me, a sea slug called Alderia willowi. Up until 2007, they thought that the species I worked on was just a southern variant of a species that lived up north, Alderia modesta. But with genetic information, you're able to deconstruct that. Now, if you were just to look at physical characteristics, you'd say, oh, that species just, that, this population is just smaller. That's it. Bada bing, bada boom, there it is. But um, there's several different things um, from that's, their DNA. That's that interesting. Them. Why would a sea slug in the north evolve so similarly to a sea slug in the south? I don't know the evolutionary history of this species, but it seemed as though... Um, it seems as though maybe Willowai came from out from Modesta. I know that Modesta lived all the way up in Maine before that um, the ice melted over there and somehow mm-hmm. remigrated over there. So mm-hmm. somehow it was there in the ocean, ice. It got separated and then it came back over. Mm-hmm. I at least as far as what I can tell. Okay, um, some people might correct me, but you don't me, want to go be- beyond that. I don't know okay. which one came first or second, and it's and sometimes evolution doesn't need a reason. Yeah. yeah, like I said, there's several ways evolution can take place. The only way that evolution can end up in some sort of adaptive um, result is if natural if it's evolution through natural selection. Mm-hmm. There's several different things like gene flow, genetic drift, and migration that could affect evolution. That could lead to a new species. Like, think about it. Why, why would why do sloths exist? They're the most useless animal. They're the most, um, yeah. like, they seem like the most likely animal to get killed. Yeah, I mean, even then with snails. Why, why do snails, why don't they just, like, they're, they're mollusks. Why don't they just evolve to be, like, octopus and smart and fast? Yeah. Because evolution doesn't need to have a reason. Evolution is often thought of as something that has a purpose, but it's a process that just exists. Well, its purpose is survivability, correct? No, there's no purpose to evolution because evolution through natural selection leads to adaptation, oh, yeah. which increases fitness. Right, and right. fitness is by not always increased survival. I mean, fitness could mm. increase just amount of, I mean, an increase of fitness could come from dying early, but increasing the amount of offspring you produce. Right. So Okay, so I guess fitness is the bottom line. Fitness is for evolution fitness for evolutionary reasons is the only way that you could actually end up getting a species to be better mm-hmm. for its environment everything else is neutral or goes in any direction mm-hmm. like genetic drift could either go in a good way good direction or bad yeah. direction but that's mostly based off uh the pop it's mostly effective affected by the population size um so so really the richer humans are the worse your fitness is. So really the worst, the best thing to do is just be poor. <laughs> Not, well, basically that, you know, it's, it's kind of weird because I mean, there was a, I forgot what movie it was in, but there was a quote where they said that um, evolution by natural selection doesn't really affect human beings anymore because the young, dumb and stupid, the intelligent don't reproduce more than the unintelligent. In fact, I know most, I know tons of intelligent people who just opted out of having children because they had to, work so much or don't want to deal with them. They've been getting a PhD till they're 40 (laughs) years old. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. And so, and also, I mean, it could be difficult to have a child when you work a very intense job. Yeah. Whereas, um, with other times, it's different. I remember that I was talking with a friend two days ago. She was telling me how, she sent me a picture about hurricane babies. I was like, hurricane babies, what do you mean? What is that even? 
hurricane babies. It turns out that a lot of babies are born in June in certain regions because when the hurricane knocks out power, they don't work. All they do is make babies. Oh, very interesting. So, so that sounds time. like my neighbors. So imagine if you're out there. <laughs> they were certainly trying it. So like, oh, leisure, leisure yeah, time. When they're bored know. and the power's yeah, out, yeah. there's no entertainment. Imagine if you're out there on some island. You, you're good and you, you hunted for the day. You got your fish or whatever. You got some rainwater. You're, you're healthy. There's no enemy tribes or dangerous megafauna nearby that want to kill you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. You got the free time. A lot man. of times that's what they did. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Before entertainment. And that was before a lot of contraception. And also in a lot of places, where e- even out here where you know people do have a lot of sex still, contraception and, and education yeah. on contraception is much better than other places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, back in the day, a lot of people wanted to get married so they can have sex freely because it meant that you would have a child with somebody who you like or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas nowadays, condoms are cheap. Yep. You can get all They're free. Sorts. Yeah, you can get free condoms. Um, knowledge on STIs could prevent people from making mm-hmm. unwise decisions sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, in a lot of places, education also means a lot. Yeah, yeah man. Well, I kind of wanted to ask you since you're here. Mm-hmm. There's a this. I guess this will be the last thing we we can sort of topic we can cover. But um, I was reading about some. I it, it kind of came up in the news briefly. This thing about population. Um, what is it? What is the word they used? Sort of sustainability where they're worried that the developed countries and stuff and even even China because they had a one child policy for a while that yeah. there would be a population collapse where we're yeah where we can't we can't for some reason sustain the level of population we need this was Elon Musk and Jack Maurer talking about some, this it was trending on Twitter or something thing. yeah it was it was trending okay. for a while i have a personal opinion about that i think uh-huh. that Large human populations is damaging, not because we don't have enough resources to take care of human beings, but because mm-hmm. of the damage we do to um, to everything. Mm-hmm. We have enough food on the planet to feed every single person, make sure they're not starving. We have enough money. And I would tell that to Africa again. <laughs> you would tell that to Africa? Even in Africa. In America, look how much food waste we throw away. Oh, you're saying we have the means. We have enough we resources. Don't. We okay. don't use them properly. We right. have enough resources to end world hunger now but we just won't and for if you if you look at the average amount of food that people are eating right it's mm-hmm. at least in america and a lot of developed countries it's usually far above their totally their total daily energy expenditure mm-hmm. hence why a lot of people gain weight because they eat far more than what's needed to maintain right, biological right. function yeah, yeah, yeah and people one don't realize that we can reduce how much we're using if you if it's a space issue Go drive around the United States. I want you to drive from Florida to Washington and tell me how many how many big <laughs> cities that are super dense you see. Yeah, yeah. We got yeah. space everywhere. Yeah. And a lot of that, even though a lot of that is farmland, especially in the Midwest, a lot of that stuff is just like woods that haven't right. even been touched. Right. We have enough space and we have enough resources for for a lot more. It's just that the damage we do with only like seven billion and eight billion is very only. catastrophic only it's increasing what is the cap do you think 
What's a cap? Do you know? Do you, off the top of your head, do you know what the pop the Earth sustains? How many, how many humans can the Earth sustain? Probably just the surface area of the Earth and get the average surface area or the average volume of a human. Or no, like I guess the cross sectional area of a human, <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah. see how many no. you can stack up. Well, on no, land. the human yeah, no density clue. is no clue because. Like, the, I, I kind of want to see the, what the upper limit is, right? And then, yeah. well, I mean, they I remember I, that I was watching some sort of video where they looked at the walled city in China, where I think they had one of the highest human densities mm-hmm. ever. It was like insane. They said that if you made the entire United States into uh, to like the wall of that that walled city of China mm-hmm. level of a uh, density. density. You you get somewhere insane like forty billion. Wow, I can and, see that. And though. that's Jesus. and that's like that's like using like every square inch of the United States. Right, but for the sardine. Yeah, well, the the walled city out there in China, they're still able to live. You know. Oh, that's true. They're so not even sardined. They're not even sardined. Oh, no. Okay, wow. So they're not even sardined, and that's only the United States. The United States is still smaller than Canada, Africa. Yeah. Um, right. You know, China, Russia, all of Asia. We have a lot of space on the planet. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of how we're partitioning our resources, mm-hmm. especially given that the the most powerful countries on the planet are capitalists right now. Mm-hmm. They, for the most part, don't like to really evenly distribute resources. You gotta have. There's very few people with a lot of resources. And there's people who don't, and there's a lot of people who don't have as many. And so. So we have these resources. Mm-hmm. They're just not being put to use in a way that benefits everybody. I see. So so like the population collapse is kind of a a thing that's brought on by like some of the some of the people who own capital and aren't really sort of allocating it in a way that makes the most sense for the whole economy cuz like if you're if you're a capitalist, I rationally speaking you would want the modern economy to flow as best as it can, right? Yeah. So, like, a population collapse isn't going to work in your favor. Like, no, you know exactly. I mean? And so, you if you you want consumers, you want consumers. Sure, but and there's if, but also with a capitalistic society. Oh, you mean okay? We're talking about a general society, though, of capitalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to think about that. There might be some non-intuitive um, perk for capital uh, for capitalism where if you have a collapse, you actually do make more money. I'm pretty sure there would be people who make more money off but of that. But that'd be short term. Yeah, like sure, it wouldn't yeah. be it, it it could be long term though too. I don't know. I'd have to really think about that because one. Because if, if you have some sort of product that people are only gonna purchase if shit gets real. Yeah. Then yeah, it's like when you Well think, not only that though. Remember the nuclear scare, right? That when they had all those nuclear scares, people started buying a bunch of iodine, I think, because they said uh, that it yeah. could counteract radioactive radioactive stuff. By and people would consume it, but um, I bought some when Trump went in office. I was like, "Fuck this! I'm gonna have some iodine tablets just in case." <laughs> just in case. <laughs> what is it used for? Nuclear stuff. It, it helps. It, it helps. Iodine helps kind of attach to, uh, I think, some particles, some radioactive particles. So it's you some don't homeopathy one. No, 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 no. There's some <laughs> science real, behind apparently. it. There's some real okay. science shit. But okay. like, they, you know, it helps you protect yourself from like the first couple moments of radiation exposure yes. and then interesting also yeah, it's if, not permanent if, if there's an easy way i mean if you just think about compound interest then if you had a collapse 
like 40% of America got killed off by something that's known and everyone's freaking out. So they rush to say Walmart to buy a bunch of water or buy a bunch of flashlights or something. And you just happen to be a water merchant or flashlight merchant. You can make a ton of money. And then with, after our first million dollars, Sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah so like I can hear you in the mic and then like when you turn around away, it sounds like you're talking in the distance. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I was like, you're pointing at the cat. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, but anyway, no, she's, so she's fine. Yeah. And I'm kind of looking around what I'm thinking, but basically with compound interest, if you have a million dollars at like a 7% you know, interest rate, you don't have to do anything else. Like you can make like another <laughs> like $2.4 million mm-hmm. in 10 20 years mm-hmm. without doing anything with that even yeah, off of yeah, just yeah. one burst of someone buying your stuff mm-hmm. yeah so in that sense you could make money opportunity off of disaster yes opportunity off of disaster sure but for but if you're looking at the society itself as opposed to a single dude yeah probably not so um, but the thing is like this is what i'm also thinking is mm-hmm. with our capitalistic framework that we already exist in not everyone in our population works. So if we have 40 billion strong, let's say, how many of those people would actually be working? Well, I think it depends on the climate for what jobs are available. Yeah. I mean, because we, we have we have more people than we've ever had in the United States, but people talk about unemployment all the time because lots of times these jobs that normally you just need to have a high school diploma for now require you to have like a master's. Do you guys know unemployment right now? I do. I think it went down recently. Yeah, but they've redefined it throughout the years. To okay. Kind of, well, how many people work? Do I we don't know. know it, depends, it depends on I the metrics, man. If you look at some metrics, some people say like we're at 30% unemployment. Yeah. Are you at a dead end job? Are you at a career? Are you at a temporary position? Right. Yeah, right. A contract? Yeah. Or if you're like a plumber and you just do con- contracts right. somewhere as opposed to like a salary job. Right. Those yeah. things change. I think full time jobs are much less like you know, career shit. Right. Those jobs are much more rare, I think. Yeah. Right, right. Nowadays. I mean, I, shoot, I know a guy who moved out here to Florida. He moved to, uh, moved out right outside of Tampa and he was becoming, he had a degree in business and he was kind of like straddling a, C, a 2.0 the entire time. Like one, sometimes it's 1.9, sometimes it's 2.3 mm-hmm. yeah, the entire yeah. time, you know. I'm not exactly a model student, but basically, in California, he left California and he moved to Tampa and he was able to get a job out in Tampa that said that he needed to have a master's for back in California. This job was at Enterprise, though. <laughs> Jesus. Why do you need the to- car dealership? Yeah, yes. The, the, the car, car rental. rental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Jesus. And the sort of position you need. That's where we're at now. If you, if you, if you can <laughs> sign it, if you can do, if you do arithmetic and sign your name and tell people when to come in on time. Yeah. You could do that job. You don't yeah. need a diploma for it, let alone a master. <laughs> so, I mean, I just think it's like the climate that we're in. I mean, yeah, you hear about yeah, tech yeah. companies. A lot of these tech companies that generally, that used to say you need to have this degree and that degree are now saying, well, if you can code and you can prove it to us, we might take you. Yeah, right. Yeah, because yeah. they're moving away from it. Like Google's trying to see if they yeah. can hire people who just have talent coding because a lot of people sit in their basement coding all day long and they just don't have a degree, but they're great coders. Right. Yeah. So, you hear about yeah, these it's kind of crazy. I feel like I've been in school my whole life doing a lot of things. Yet when I apply for jobs, I feel like I'm underqualified for everything. Yeah, at least with the requirements they give. I'm like, oh. wow, I can't do anything. Well, you know, there's an internship in my undergrad that said they, that you need to have a degree in biology. 
before you can go into an unpaid internship. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what the internship was? What? You're, you're shoveling you're you're at a you're at a rescue and you're shoveling big cat shit. Fuck. <laughs> yes, you're shoveling poo from lions and tigers. But you did and it was unpaid. That's an opportunity, son. Yeah, it, 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 it was an opportunity. It was a big cat rescue. You did not need to have a degree to shovel stuff. And it's unpaid. Right. And trust and believe, if you said that you could have shoved for six hours that day, they're gonna replace it because somebody's desperate enough to take it. Damn, oh, dude. dude that's it's rough out there. It's infuriating. That's man. what I mean, why do you think I left? Why do you think I left California? But that's, that's where we're at, I think, right now. And also, yeah. that's why I think that we could probably find way more jobs. But then nowadays, um, people just, I think people work more. Think about all the they do. Yeah, people yeah. work more, I think. Dude, I've not, I've. So it's kind of bad on both sides. The people who are still there still have to work. They don't necessarily get paid as much. Yeah, yeah. And they don't want to hire new people to do jobs that generally would have been separate. My right. mom works at like three different places on Camp Pendleton. Jeez. <laughs> like she Jeez. proctors like military exams. I mean, yeah. like, you know, the ASVABs. And she also like works in like like a surplus store or something. Mm. That's brutal, <laughs> man. Modern. Yeah. We got to do something about bro. this. That's what I'm saying. More entrepreneurship. More entrepreneurship. <laughs> I mean, you have no choice sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, it's like, <laughs> it's like well, I'm unemployed, so I'm, I'm not sure. I might as well try to find something that's going to get me some money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. they know that because so many people are like, I'm so desperate. I'll do whatever it takes to get myself in. Right. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really hurt them. And people who are already there say, oh, well, since that person left, you guys got to cover for him. And you are, it's already hard to live. In America, in a lot of places, all these predatory yeah, yeah, landlords yeah. and leases. Yep. Yeah. Um, when you think about all these, um, the cost of living, um, taxes are changing, but the you know the cost of living is increasing every year, but how much people are getting paid isn't increasing nearly as much. It should, right. You think it should increase proportionally, but it doesn't. Like one of the reasons why tuition went up in, high, in college is not because college got more expensive, but it's because they start taking away. M- public funds that are going into schools and putting them more towards the military effort. Right. For an effort that most people in America don't even agree with. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. What time are we looking Boom, at? Boomer 90. economy, bro. Yeah, we're we're gonna max out right oh, now. Okay, let's go ahead. But yeah. And end it. Well Jackson, it was it was fun. Yeah, man. Pleasure for you uh coming out again, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we could literally talk like oh, yeah. anything. But we don't want this whole audio being dumb, so we gotta sh- we gotta cut it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All my, right, my ram my ram maxes out at like ninety. Okay, ninety minutes. <laughs> All but, right, but uh, appreciate it, man. Yeah, and stick yeah. around for the outro. Yes. Damn, Damn son, where you find this? Hey guys, thank you for staying and listening this long. Um, You're good people. Yeah, we appreciate the best it. people. We appreciate it. You know, as usual, comment, uh, like, subscribe, all that. Follow our twitter at eigenbros yep yeah and uh yeah if you guys love us that m- really a lot support us on patreon oh and shit that's, this uh, guy this guy's bringing in the cash money <laughs> uh yeah, if you yeah. want don't feel any pressure to share actually i want i want if you guys uh like it share it you know share it with your friends um your family your little twin sibling if you have one <laughs> uh your uh, we, locked we have a up cousin in the basement. Sure, yeah, you know, <laughs> if you want to use the, that word, but you know. <laughs> uh, that's true. That's a that's a um, infraction today, huh? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Might have to beep that one. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. If I'm feeling if I'm feeling like it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Anyways, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. All right. Thanks, guys. Peace.
I don't know what that means to play us out. What does that mean? To end the show?